0: Good morning, good evening, good day. This is Florence Ion, and this is the Material Podcast, episode 192. And I am here with my inevitable host, Andy Nako. I almost did it.
1: No, no. You see, Flo, you don't understand, is it? Hour three of the Today Show... We're a little bit, you know, it's not so serious because it's not like, oh, like the other guys in the suits, they talked about, oh, it's a horrible thing. Andy that is the hoda night.
0: to my <sighs> Kathy Lee. Uh, like I told
1: you I've got a new line of rosés coming out. It's really a lot fruitier than you think they are. If
0: Brad and Angie can have a rosé, why can't Andy and Notco? I do say... <laughs> By the way, Andy uh, has completely fallen asleep at the wheel and uh, has put a bunch of spaces in our shared podcast doc. So I will be doing the entire day of the podcast. And now podcast. Paul Perome is oh, going to show you how there to cook is. the there most is.
1: wonderful Mother's Day omelette. Here's proud Perome
0: not mother's day at andy we still and, a couple
1: months until then scene that was yes. my monologue that
0: was so good andy as that you can was see so I've, I've dressed
1: for movement so i will now be doing two numbers from cats i did get we the were... sheets that you sent
0: uh so before we do every episode we give a little mini episode podcast <laughs> which is us warming up uh to our editor jim who we love hi jim out there uh and so in the pre-podcast podcast podcast for jim we were talking about cats and singing it to each other so that's the mood we're in today everybody uh also i'm highly caffeinated (laughs) so andy i need to tell you about something exciting which is that you influenced me i am actually an easily influenceable person which a lot of people do not believe or probably do believe if you've read my Twitter feed (laughs) and Andy, you influenced me to buy a me box. The thing is though, that I did not save money on it. Like you did because you bought it during the holiday sales. So you bought it, I think for what, 40 bucks
1: Forty, Yeah. About that.
0: I, so I spent $60 on it and I bought it from Walmart and I didn't even get free shipping. I had to wait like (laughs) seven days for it to ship like a plebeian. But I finally got an Android TV. I installed it. And so just to give everybody out there who's been following me on social media and here on the Material Podcast knows that I've been kind of restructuring my my life here at home because uh, I want fewer microphones around the house. I turned <laughs> them off. Seriously, I turned them off yep. on our phones. Uh, our phones are no longer tracking when we're coming into the house and no longer are they tracking our voices when we call them out. The only things that track our voices are the Google Home Hub, the Lenovo Smart Display, the Google Home Max behind me, and now the Nest Guard. So remember a couple <laughs> weeks ago we talked about Google apparently put put a microphone in the ne- or Nest, Google, whatever. They're the same thing. There was a microphone in the Nest Guard, which I actually was not disclosed. So when I reviewed that product for Tom's Guide last year, it didn't say in the specs that there was a microphone inside, just that there was a speaker so you could hear all the, you know, all the announcements of it. But no, there's a Google system the inside and I activated it. And it's not at all like the Google Home. Uh, there's no base to it whatsoever. And it's kind of quiet, but it's right behind the couch, which is where I usually ask all the questions and it still works for my Pokemon questions and for all the smart home stuff. So I decided, let's just have this be the microphone in the living room. Let's just have this one be at the entryway so that I can I can tell it to turn on the lights when I walk in and all this other stuff, right? Okay. So I took out the Google Home and now we have the Android TV as part of the living room TV, which is the entertainment area, right? So the microphone that we have there exists inside the remote, which I thought was super cool. And which I thought was a nice in-between, cause you know, the Comcast remote, it's it's like a thing. They have a whole advertising, you know, platform around. Look at this. You could talk to your remote and tell it like what you want to watch on TV, which is genius marketing. And I wanted to do the same thing. So, Andy, you convinced me to get the MeBox Box because of that alone. And it's been a it's been an adjustment for us here in the Ion household. <laughs> By the way, Ion is uh my last name, Solely. So, I'm just I'm because I'm the one who does all the tech stuff in the house, I call it the Ion household. Uh it is under <laughs> my jurisdiction. And so, it's been an adjustment planet uh having
1: Ion. I yeah. I suggest Planet Ion because you can be like in the same place but on different planets exactly and so honey like where I, I I can't find like I can't connect to our printer oh that's on planet ion you need to switch the, the other Wi-Fi network
0: actually that's uh on my husband's planet because I even now all these years covering tech and tinkering with it I don't want anything to do with a printer I just don't uh but yeah so andy thank you for showing me the way to android tv i'm still learning i'm still working some kinks out one thing i really like about it is that um now i don't know if i should like own up to this on the podcast but i'm going to
1: you're in pe p you're in a place of safety peace and love well nothing will happen in this area that you don't want to happen
0: So it's not – I don't think this falls under American jurisdiction, actually. So um, when I went to Romania, I was watching a lot of TV there. And my husband and I were watching it together. And I was using it – I was using local TV as kind of a way to teach him, like, some basic words, right? Because I want some Romanian words to become a part of our household vernacular, right? I want to – you know, I want to keep with it. (laughs) I want to keep the language that was technically my first language that I learned as a human being on this earth. And so when I came back home, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I wonder if I can stream Romanian TV somehow. And <laughs> so I found out about uh, a thing called Sopcast. yeah. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I'm talking about Andy? I
1: know I know what you're talking about there's a there's a whole category and a whole like Terminator Two level of technology out there to ensure that no matter what country you were born in and what country you're living in now, if you were born in a country where soccer is any kind of a thing, you will continue to be able to watch that soccer, including your local team and so yes, there's. <laughs>
0: So part of the reason I bought this Android TV is because I thought it would make it easier for me to get, because what was happening before is I was using um, some soft casting apps and they just kept crashing with the Chromecast. And I was like, this is just frustrating. I want like a native, I want a native solution for my TV without using the software that's on the Samsung TV we have. So I, um, I subscribed to this thing called Ace stream where you basically pay (laughs) <laughs> I I don't, I feel like I should be talking about this, but I am anyway, because this is coming, this is again, a country not in my jurisdiction or whatever, not in the jurisdiction of where I live. Um, but so this is the way that I now stream Romanian TV live <laughs> as it's showing uh, in Romania. And so I've, I am streaming local Romanian TV this way and it works flawlessly with the Android TV. I love so much that I have direct access to Android apps I don't have to do the whole like logging in on my phone and then trying to get it to cast over the Wi Fi network. Taking away that casting, uh, mechanism like the, that one step that you need to do from your phone to the TV and having it be built into the box that is yeah. c- tethered to the TV is so much easier. Like the transition is so much easier than doing the casting from device to device, right? And it that alone has made the kind of the learning curve of having a remote acceptable because it is kind of hard. Like now when we want to do something, I'm putting my phone away. I don't have it connected to Android TV or I'm playing Animal Crossing on it. And so it's not ready to change the channel. And so one of us has to scramble to find the remote, which is a thing that I haven't had to deal with uh in years because I've I always have my phone on me and I've been using that as the main controller for the TV. But now it's like I, I'm really enjoying this the the my first week with Android TV so far, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. That's where I'm at. It's
1: a it, it's a scene, man. Uh, it's a real scene. It's uh I'm sorry. I saw the uh the Sammy Davis Jr. episode of American Masters on PBS this week and it was so good I've watched it which days, you watched? You know. I'm sure
0: with the PBS app Indeed on I Android did. TV.
1: He absolutely did. As a matter of fact, this this morning uh, that we're recording on Wednesday, and the Cohen uh, Senate uh, Congressional hearings were today. And so I I wake up at the usual like crack of eight thirty a.m. and check. I'm doing my email. I'm checking what the news is and saying, oh, there's uh, the t- uh, that that uh, testimony is happening at ten a.m. And as has often happened when there's something live like, uh, uh, like a like a keynote address or something or like testimony that I think will be interesting or, te- or uh, influence my life. It's like, oh, so now instead of like getting showered and shaved and like presentable at 9 a.m. and being in, in office mode, I can spend the next 20 minutes just going into the kitchen, like toasting an English muffin, cooking a pot of tea and then get right back into bed and like watch <laughs> and lo- launch the CNN app on Android TV and watch the live stream as uh, as as it happens uh it's it, it, uh, I, I i may i don't know even know if this is a generational thing about watching television but i've uh, the the i grew up uh, i i grew up i'm young enough that i did not know a life before infrared remote controls and so the uh, watching tv and simply saying that this sucks, I want something else, and then click, you're, you're, you're done, without even, like, looking down on something. So that's why I, I could never get into the idea of using the phone app to navigate. It's always, I need clicky buttons that are, have, like, bumps on a device I'm holding in my hand and just say, okay, this YouTube video stinks, click to get back to the top, click, click to get back to, like, watch later list, and then watch. Uh, I could never... Hold up the phone, wake it up, maybe hit my fingerprint to uh, to unlock it, make sure that the app is still active, and then carefully, without any like tactile guidance, make sure that I'm touching the undifferentiated piece of glass that represents the thing I actually want it to do. Uh, but it, it really is great. The other, one of the many things that I thought thing is so cool about the about the me box or my box. I don't know which one it is. We're Americans, so whichever one we say is going to define what it should be, no matter what the host country thinks. So it really is something that we have to think about carefully. I don't take that responsibility of being an arrogant American lightly. I want that made absolutely clear. But. When you're talking about traveling, uh, like there there have been times where if I if I'm going to be on the road for kind of a longish time, like more than three or four days, if I've got my uh, if if I've got my stuff together and I'm not really doing things at the packing at the last minute, I have actually like unplugged like a MyBox or uh, or the Android TV and taken a and because uh it has a, the Mi Box has a usb port on it so i can actually put my entire music library and a right. whole bunch of movies and tv shows that i've recorded but haven't seen yet and so on this little thing that's about the size of it's it's smaller than what a cd walkman used to be size mm-hmm. of also takes a tiny little uh, any so go into the hotel room that I'm going to be in for an entire week, and I'll just plug it into the H the whatever vacant HDMI port is there. And not only sometimes streaming doesn't work because it's really hard to get connected to whatever uh, whatever Wi Fi is being whatever the firewall is for the uh, for the paywall is for the hotel Wi Fi. But I know that I'll be able to listen to like my normal like productivity playlists. I know that I will be able to watch the usual suspects or the last week of, uh, of, of the Colbert show. And it really does feel kind of magical. It's really quite nice. Uh, as a matter of fact today, and I'm so sorry that we're not <laughs> broadcast that we're, people won't hear this today, I did tweet it out. Amazon has a really big uh, one day sale on all kinds of disc sand disc media. And, Uh, I was able to finally buy something that I've been meaning to get to for a while, which is a super, super high capacity like USB 3.1 thumb drive. So this one that I bought today at 20% off was only like 40 bucks. has 256 gigs of storage, which means that I can uh, – it's, it's not that I need to have my entire like 100-gigabyte music library. I just don't want to have to think about what I want to put on the drive. It's really easy for me to stick this key drive into the front of, uh, of my NAS, my, my network-attached storage, and then simply back up this directory to the drive and un- pull, pull it out as opposed to – Let's see, so I still have, I want some more Bowie, but I only have 18 gigabytes left. This one is big enough for the entire music library, plus whatever movies I want to put on it, plus whatever files I want. And the other cool thing is that it's one of those, like, double head, like, uh, uh, Star Wars uh, two headed uh, two headed lightsabers where it's got USB three on one side and USB A on the other side, so I can un I can remove it from the USB port of my NAS or my MacBook and then plug it right into like my Chromebook uh, or uh, or my phone uh, and it will just simply work. So yeah, there's so there's so many cool things you can do with an Android TV. Uh, be so much because it's not limited to whatever Roku could really figure out. I love the fact that have you ever ever put have you put a VLC player on it?
0: Yes, but the well, but the other thing I've done is that I hooked up Pluto TV Mm. as the live the live app. So like the live TV app, even though it's I mean, it's Pluto TV and you have to customize it online for how if you want to not see 20 different wrestling channels, because I I just don't. I'm not that interested it, in college
1: it, sports. One, one, one aside: the two things that are cluttering, like if you if you got to a printout of every single channel that's available on Roku or whatever, it will you you quickly have to say no wrestling and no churches. <laughs> that will say, oh, okay. Instead of eighteen thousand, now you have eighty. Good, yeah, that's great.
0: <laughs> exactly, but it's kind of oh, nice. And, and
1: Korean soap operas and Korean soap operas.
0: Unfortunately, they don't offer that channel anymore huh? because Viacom ended up buying Drama Fever. I think it was Viacom. No, it was AT&T ended up buying Drama Fever and like closing it. However, a lot of those K-dramas are now on Netflix, which is makes me really happy. So the Mi Box remote has two two button, like two launcher buttons on it. One for Netflix specifically and one that just says live TV. And so the Netflix one is obviously m- mapped to Netflix, which we pay for, uh, which we've been using to watch, um, again, a lot of international reality TV, which which is just like, just for that makes the Netflix monthly subscription worth it alone. Uh, by the way, if you haven't seen Tara's House and you love reality TV, it is like the most polite reality TV I've ever seen in my life.
1: Tell me there will be a link in the show notes because I need to get this.
0: I will put a (laughs) link. I I will put a link. I
1: I have to say that uh, as a tech person yourself, you know that nothing fills you with a balanced amount of joy and fear than say, I took your recommendation and bought that thing you think you said was so great. And I'm like, the rest of this sentence could go really well for me or really badly for me. Uh, but so I'm, I'm glad you're really, really liking it. I'm having I'm only having uh, one issue with Android TV, not not the Mi Box, but Android TV in general. Like as as I mentioned before, I've got uh, I've got uh, at least two different Google Home speaker devices in my bedroom. I have got the Google Home Max, which is like on top of the TV or our shelf on top of the TV, which is my usual. I just need some music or something that is really, really nice. I also it's have a chunky sound bar. Exactly, it's my it's my <laughs> shoebox. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's 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 my sound bar. Given that I don't live in a dorm room or a capsule hotel, which means that I've got room for actual an actual speaker with presence. Uh, but I also have a, a Google Home Mini. Like, uh, like uh, right on the nightstand, like, uh, like uh, eighteen inches away from my head. Right, so, so you can
0: hear the TV at night. ever we'd we'd been discussing that. Right, right, exactly. Without episodes. having to crank it up and feel uh-huh. like, you know,
1: and and also so that I can just have it whisper things in my ear, as opposed to like belt out the weather in Boston, Massachusetts tomorrow is going to be. You don't have to tell everybody, but okay. But here's here's the thing that annoys me that we have android tv which supports streaming via mm-hmm. bluetooth and i and it's always it's no better than bluetooth ever is which is kind of terrible or somewhere within the spectrum of terrible you know good terrible sometimes it's horrible useless terrible but always terrible and i just don't know why the google home app just, uh, just as it currently has the ability to take, hey, you know these, uh, point at a couple of speakers and we'll let you like use them as a group, or point at the, any two speakers and we'll let you uh, let them behave as though they are stereos, a, a stereo pair. I don't know why you don't have the ability to say, hey, point at this Android TV device and tell us which speaker you think should be, you want to be the out the, the output of that device, because uh, my. Uh, my Shield TV is better than the Mi Box than this, than uh, at this, than anything else. But uh, every time I... Which is to, why
0: it still exists yeah, in exactly. the world, even but, years after. But, but,
1: but uh, the Mi Box, just, just to show you the problem, I'll I'll connect it via Bluetooth, and then suddenly, uh, for whatever reason, it'll switch back to the TV. And I don't know why I did that, but I have to get it to reconnect to this thing. And even the, even that... Just the ability, just the need to go into the home app and set a pairing mode to connect this as opposed to every time. What, ha- what should happen is that when I go into settings, go into audio, and it should have just automatically populate a list of Google Home speakers that it sees in the vicinity, including groups. They're
0: on the network.
1: Yeah. And just simply, oh yeah, I want this to be, even even if it's just temporary, I want this to be like, I'm cleaning the house, I've got the, my Plex app for music. It it bums me out that the easiest way, I've got the Plex app on my phone, I've got the Plex app on my Android TV in the bedroom, and by far the easiest way to listen to my music through that really nice Google Home Max speaker is to use my phone <laughs> to to. Uh, uh to 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 Chromecast to it when it should be something that can be handled by my TV. It's an Android TV made by Android by Google. And I don't know what you know the the now that I think of it, the weird thing is if I bought one of those really, really cheap, not Android TV, but it's a like an HDMI stick that runs the Android operating system. Mm-hmm. Like these uh hundreds of these no name things you can get on AliExpress or Amazon. And I bet that it would actually work better because if I'm downloading the actual like Netflix app or the actual uh, uh, the actual music app, it would probably be able to Chromecast. So it would be able to say, oh, you want to Chromecast? Here is a list of all your speakers. Which one do you want to connect to? And I just say device connected HDMI one. Why can't you be more like your brother connected to HDMI two? This is how I want you to work.
0: (laughs) That's you're you're both one, wonderful.
1: I'm not trying to say you should yeah. be. I'm just saying that I wish that your sister is able to pick up the laundry off their floor at least once a week when they do cleaning. I just, it would just, I would be delighted as hell. If you could also acquire that ability, that skill to pick up your own laundry off the floor. I would be delighted as hell. Yes.
0: Um. if, I, if I, if I ever use that with somebody, Andy, I'm going to think of you. It'd be <laughs> delighted as hell if you would just I, uh, just.
1: I just realized that if I if I had kids, like the stories they would tell, uh, talk about me when they have their own like grand, their my grandchildren when they have their own kids who are who are like 12 years old, say, you know, when your grandpa would say with a smile on his face and a friendly voice. I would be pleased as hell be if you did this. Pleased
0: as hell. <laughs> that meant there
1: was there was no violence, there was no anger, but I knew that I was right yeah. at the end of his tether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and exactly. I should probably do this thing that he's been asking me to do.
0: Exactly. Uh, I will say that the casting the the casting to Android t- TV app transition hasn't been too bad. On the Me Box. Um, I really appreciate that because you can start something on your phone and then continue controlling it from the remote. So then you get to put your phone down. Maybe you're charging at the other end of the room or something. And, uh, you know, good for Android TV. Remember when it was Google <laughs> TV and, like, yep. it was on everything, but, like, nobody was using it because it was.
1: Like most <laughs> most Google, like, Android uh, initiatives. Actually, mo- like any current uh google based messaging service ah uh, yes. oh wow look google duo is now available like on the web that would be great if i or anybody i knew were using google duo but hey, hey no. good good for the team good more for the people team.
0: using google duo than we're using Allo. that's for darn sure uh, so, so. I,
1: that's i bet that's part of like google like employee culture that, hey, yeah, we shipped the web app, which means that when they ca- when they cancel this whole thing in two and a half months without any notice whatsoever, I'll have that on my resume when I'm looking to be hired by another group within Google.
0: That's great. I feel like this is a good time for us to jump into our first ad.
1: I feel the same way. We okay. are in sync. Let's do that. This episode is brought to you by Linode. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud, And you can get a server running in just seconds with your choice of Linux distro, resources, and node location. It doesn't matter if you're working on your first server or deploying a complex system. Linode are the folks to go to. They offer the fastest hardware and network with outstanding customer support if you ever need help. It's super easy to launch a Linode cloud server. And their block storage is available in Newark, Fremont, Dallas, Atlanta, Frankfurt, London, and Singapore. And... It's soon to be released in Tokyo. Version four of Linode's RESTful API is fresh out of beta and it includes an officially supported Python CLI. And right now, Linode are hiring. So if you want to learn more and check out what they're looking for, just go to Linode.com slash careers. Linode has pricing options to suit everyone. Their plans start at one gigabyte of RAM for just five bucks a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. And Linode have a special offer for you. As a listener of this show, you can go to linode.com slash material and use promo code material2019 to get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that is 4 free months. And with a 7-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Give Linode a try today. That's Linode.com slash material and promo code material2019 to learn more, sign up, and make the most of that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM.
0: Speaking of NSYNC, uh, when I was a teeny bopper in the early aughts, late 90s, early aughts, (laughs) um, (laughs) NSYNC was my boy band of choice. And, you know, I saw... Gloria Steinem in conversation last week and she said, by the way, she's 85 years old, which is incredible. And she said, "You never change much in life. Like you just find out as you age that like you're just the same you you always were, just in an older body." And it's true because I still love boy <laughs> bands, except instead of American boy bands, now I've moved to K-pop boy bands. <laughs> That's a conversation for another That's, day. Yeah, you know, I,
1: I, <laughs> I I got an invitation to speak at someone's uh, at some high school graduation in Maryland somewhere, uh-huh. and you just made me want to accept it because now I know what the theme would be it's like you know they say that like as Gloria Steinem said I would pronounce it correctly or or maybe I'd pronounce it incorrectly to make myself look out of touch yes as <laughs> Gloria Steinem said blah 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 which is why my advice to you is you you're 17 and 18 you still have three years maybe even four to correct everything that's screwed up about you that that if you don't do it by 24 you're just going to be stuck with it forever and let me let me give myself give some personal examples
0: exactly (laughs) first
1: (laughs) the latest album i bought secondhand of course was a david bowie album released (laughs) in 1994
0: (laughs) so this week on the material podcast we were doing something not any different than we usually do. But <laughs> what we're doing is we're splitting the show into two sections. We're doing the fold report and the non-fold report of Mobile yes, World Congress. Exactly.
1: Because so, as usual, Mobile theme. World Congress, Congress, there aren't 100 things happening. Every year there's only like two things happening for a World Congress. Actually, that's two things more than any Congress usually achieves. So I shouldn't throw shade.
0: It's It's true. So... Right now, we're going to go into the fold portion of the Congress, and we're going to talk about all the foldy things. And uh, Andy and I, before the show, we were really talking about making sure that we hone in on the importance of these technologies as they relate to us as Google people. Because just because something happens in the Android world doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to benefit the rest of us folks who are using the platform because because we are Google users. <laughs> yes. So first things first, I mean, we talked a bunch about Samsung last week. So if you if you need a, a big refresher on that, well, we will talk a little bit about it here. But the big one is in last week's episode. So go do a rewind. Uh, <laughs> so TCL, which is a maker of televisions. And um, from what I understand, the name stands for The Creative Life. They didn't actually announce any actual product, but they did show lots of examples of what it's thinking about selling, which as a display company and a global display making a global display maker, that would be something that you want to do when you have a big congress of people who are in the industry and you're like, hey, look at us, buy our display panels. So what they were showing off kind of looks like a revisit of the flip phone. So it's really compact in the pocket. It unfolds into you know a conventionally bigger phone. Uh, It looks kind of like a stack of cash in a money clip. So if you're used to carrying that sort of thing, you'll be used to it in your pocket. But I'm, you know, it, it, it feels clunky. And well we're,
1: we're we're freelance journalists in a rapidly collapsing market so we so that's 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 not a a subject we're directly but we've seen them in cartoons where someone like is flashing a big roll and so the yeah, the idea is that <laughs> the idea is, is that like it's got like a big round hinge that's like thicker than like the other ends of it um but it's it looked really cool to me like i i think first of all i think TCL is doing is is talking about foldable devices the best way and the smartest way that any company can do it in 2019 by showing off working and no non-working prototypes of where the, what they're thinking about as opposed to, I don't know, creating a $2,000 phone that they won't be able to ship in any quantity. And people are just going to be talking about in terms of how disappointed that it's not like a movie prop. It's actually like a first edition cutting edge piece of technology. Um, but the, Other thing is that that's that really is the sort of thinking that I'm hoping that people go to. That uh, phones are they're fun, they're 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 cool, but they are entirely too big. And if you can have like a stylish thing that you can actually stick in your pocket, well. Okay, complain. No, no,
0: no, 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 no. What I mean to say, sorry, is that like now in this implementation, they're too big. So we created this problem of we wanted big phones. So they kept getting bigger, bigger, bigger. And now we want them to be more (laughs) compact. Yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting. So we are going to, we're discussing these three different types of folds. So, so actually let's do this. Okay. So the TCL, it kind of looks like a money clip, right? So when you look at it, it looks like you can, you can stick things in it to kind of hold it for you. Um, or, or, or it
1: looks like you can have it sort of like half sticking – yeah. if, you, if you imagine like a, a, a bulldog paper clip, you can have like half of it sticking out of the pocket, half of it securely in it. It has this, that really – one of the coolest design features of the Microsoft Surface notebook, which is that really nice like watch band-like hinge. Mm-hmm. So it has that but only like as black metal and it just – it looks like something that – yeah, I will, I will. T- I would tell people. Oh, well, the the greatness about this design is that because flexible screens cannot have like impervious Gorilla Glass, they're they're very very so it, it protects the screen even as it reduces size. But I'm like, oh, look at the cool. It just looks nice, doesn't it? It's awesome.
0: The other phone, which is folds a little bit differently, is the Huawei Mate X Mate. 10, made X. I don't know. So this one is, uh, Angie put a note in our show docs, it's an Audi, which I think is the perfect way to describe it because rather than folding up together and then folding open like a book, this one folds out like a tablet. The screen is wrapped around
1: the outside instead of the inside. Yes.
0: And so when you put it back into its phone shape, you have a double screened device, which to me, I like the way that, I like the implementation of the way that it folds, but I don't like the execution because I don't like the idea of having a, a, a the glass phone thing scares me. Like I, you know, yeah. they cost a lot of money and I don't want to drop it. And I don't, I have greasy fingers and they're, they're nasty sometimes and I don't want to put it on like a glass display. But yeah. the way Huawei did this one is that um, when you fold it, up, you see kind of like this little thick part at the end. And that's kind of where a lot of the components lie. So that's where you would uh, plug it in to charge it. And so it kind of has... Camera lenses are too, yeah. Yeah. It kind of has this chin to it when you unfold it into a tablet. And then when you fold it back up into a phone, it kind of all just like lays together all nicely, like a, like a, like a perfectly Tetris row, so to speak. <laughs> um So... It's it's thinner too, which is nice. It's five point four millimeters, um, but that hump is really hard to ignore. And the screen also works at a ninety degree angle, which I think is is cool and kind of futuristic. Um, there's no price on it, but it doesn't really matter if you're an American listener to our podcast because Huawei is not in America. It's 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 tech company non grata at this point. <laughs> Uh, in the US. And so, lastly, the kind of fold that we have is the Galaxy Fold, which we talked a lot about last week. And the way that kind of folds is there's a hinge in the middle. And when you, so it's a tablet size, right? And there's a hinge in the middle. So then when you close it up, it closes up like a book and you have that hinge on the outside. Um, there's a charging port on the bottom that's sort of built into one side of the panel. And I personally like that implementation because I want. The, the extra screen that I'm paying for to be protected when mm. it's closed up. And I also just like, I know a lot of people are kind of bummed about like the bezel size on the Galaxy phone. Uh, it's, you know, it's a little chunkier than the other Samsung phones yeah. that are on the market. But I like that implementation. I like the way it looks. I kind of like the design. Uh, I could see that being the thing that I would be most comfortable in adopting because that feels the most organic of that feels like the most organic evolution of this of this design, just to me personally.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm I'm really really interested in all of this. This is this is why one of the reasons why I reacted so strongly to these non functioning uh, engineering samples from TCL just to see that I, I feel as though like every designer has every airplane designer says what kind of what 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 kind of a plane would i design if gravity were not the pro- or air spe- or air resistance were not this problem or what could i do if just for i I've, I've got i've got the uh, i'm going to be on this train for 3 hours i'm just going to design a plane assuming that we have access to this material that is 10 times stronger than the strongest material we have right now what kind of a plane would i design and i imagine that hardware designers have been at that well what if we oh wow look there's someone demonstrated at ces 2008 uh, a screen that is so flexible it could actually be slightly curved if it's long if it's big enough like boy if i if i had the ability to just roll up an oled display what kind of device would i make and i feel as though (laughs) these people are saying no crap we can really do that now oh boy Oh boy! Fantasies come to life, come to come true. Uh, like uh, one of the one of the other ideas that TCL showed off was: what if we're not even building a phone? What if we're just saying here is an iPad-style size tablet, but you don't have to find an iPad-sized pocket to put it in? It will actually fold up. It doesn't have an outside screen. It doesn't work as a phone. It's just a really, really super portable, like, working screen. And it, it got me thinking about, like, a Microsoft Surface device that matches something that runs Windows that is uh, – you, it's a real desktop-grade Windows machine that runs Windows apps. But it's the, it's the size of a phone when you don't actually need it. Uh, that would be pretty damn cool. Um, obviously – this stuff is going to be—you have to be super rich, I think, not just because of the money uh, to buy one in twenty eighteen, excuse me, twenty nineteen, but also they're probably not going to be very good at all. Um, they, uh, These are so-
0: luxury items. The uh, or yeah, they're, they're- or, or
1: people people who I mean, it's uh, I, I think Samsung is on a really has a really good uh, inside track to this because uh, the. Most glorious thing about their entire product line are is the highest end Galaxy Ten phone that they make, or whatever the number, the, whatever the number is this year, the highest end version of that
0: S Ten Plus. Yeah,
1: this year it's going to be the S Ten Plus, right? And or is it the five G? oh well 5g isn't going to be a thing until next year so who cares but 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 i'm talking. but i mean that the the one device they make that says oh and it has has 12 gigabytes of of uh, of application ram it's got a terabyte of storage if you want it it's got a huge it's, it's a huge screen but it's a huge detailed screen we're also giving we're also putting in uh an sd card reader putting in this that and the other you and such a powerful cpu that it is credibly as powerful as any notebook you would spend the same amount of money for, and so when you start to get and so those are the people who buy those sort of things because they don 't just want the uh, the high end phone they are actually i if i can ever if I can spend a, a, an entire week without ever touching my notebook or a desktop that 's a good week I want to do everything through my phone that's the, those are the people who really value these $1200 high-end galaxy phones and when you think about the idea of well what if we what if we took only an extra $600 out of you but you could truly the, the few times where you do have to get a notebook you wouldn't have to you could just take out a compact keyboard that also folds up uh, and has a little stand and use your phone pretty much as the big screen keyboard device that you need in order to whip this presentation together in your hotel room so it's i'm really keen to see how these how these turn out uh samsung had to say had to keep their hand in the game they didn't they they already showed off the fold last week uh but they now have said that there's going to the be first thing they showed off yeah <laughs> well it, yeah they they got they they had, they had to get the the first blood so to speak mm-hmm. i think they even they i mean they it even before like there, was no premium ham anywhere. Yeah, they basically miles. announced
0: it in October. Or
1: the yeah, in in silhouette, like a like a yeah. mob informant. But, um, uh, but uh, the uh, the they did say a few things that were new this week. They were say there, there's going to be a full press event for it in April. Uh, presumably this will be the event at which Flo will be allowed to actually touch one maybe as opposed to everybody even even like you know if president obama were there it would be like can we just get a picture of you i know you want to play with it could you just hold it and we get a picture because we have we have a problem with the with the gyroscope and that if you hold it at the wrong angle the battery doesn't catch on fire it literally ejects itself that's it's it's real cutting edge we got some problems yeah so uh so anyway full press event in april uh they also said i think they're setting the correct expectations by kind of hinting to the people they've been talking to that oh we're going to be marketing this kind of like a it's a special device as opposed to like a mainstream thing they hinted at even at uh some sort of concierge sort of like sales experience like remember when uh, apple had the stupidest device apple ever made that would be on my short list for the stupidest device stupidest device any company of that scale has ever made the solid gold first-generation Apple Watch, where it's like, "Oh no, no, no! You're not. We don't want you hobnobbing with this riffraff that are only buying the $700 stainless. Please come to the back, sit down, have vegan tea, and we shall, and we shall have people dance for you. Dancers, concierge service." Uh, <laughs> That
0: sounds uh, nice, actually. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually. I spent, you know, see,
1: I, I'll. Uh, this isn't an Apple podcast. I'll just say that all that I've bought two, maybe three, uh, MacBooks in the Apple Store era, and I have never. You, you as you as anybody who's seen the way I dress, I have never. I the only time I ever spend two thousand dollars on a consumer item is when I'm buying like my every three years MacBook. And it sickens me. I, I don't want. I don't necessarily need to have my my butt kissed or anything. But the the past two times, it's like I met like at like the first five feet by the by the person who's there to like to steer people towards like the, the 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 genius bar or say, oh, you're here for pickup. Bip, 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 bip. Okay, we'll have someone out for in the next two minutes. And like before I'm even like ten feet off, here it is. Goodbye. Bye. Like. You didn't. Don't I don't get to sit down. You don't get. You're not going to like. Why don't I? Why don't we just take the plastic off just to make sure there are no cracks or defects? Two thousand dollars, man, before tax. And like, I, how much is how much is a tea bag and boiling water and one of those plastic one of those paper cups? How much can that possibly cost to eat into your? I'm sorry. I'm. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm not even terribly joking about this. I'm like, I just feel like I should have.
0: As a consumer, yes, you feel that you should, yeah, you should have the red carpet rolled out for you a little bit. I, I totally agree. Yes, um, but anyway, I, uh, yes. The other,
1: the other thing about the Mate 10 uh, that makes it interesting uh, is that apparently it will also work. The screen will work at a ninety degree angle, so you kind of half fold it. So if you want to like use it in kind, I assume this means if you want to use it in a sort of tablet mode. Uh, that'll work too, which is nice. They did. The, the, Huawei has not said anything about the price. They hinted at, I think, to TechCrunch uh, that uh, there it's going to be somewhere in the ballpark of twenty two hundred euros. Which as uh, which the Google Assistant this morning told me was two thousand five hundred dollars. And because the Google Assistant is so uh, sophisticated, it added, "Holy Mother of God, that's a whole lot of money for an untested, unproven phone." And then I said it, to the Google yeah. Assistant, "You're absolutely right." Especially one dollars out of petty cash. You're right.
0: That is kind of banned in the U S. Uh, so listen, we're not going to be able to buy any of these foldable phones unless we get to our next ad.
1: True. Even then, we're going to have to. Do do we have 17 ads today?
0: We have 17 ads today. There you to, go. We're good to help us get a foldable <laughs> phone for our material audience. Thank you.
1: So I, I don't, we don't want to put pressure on anybody. Actually, we only have two ads today, but we don't we don't want to put pressure on additional pressure on people to uh, use the offer codes that you're going to be hearing in the previous ad and this one. We're just saying that the higher our ad rates go up, the greater the chances you will get an episode in which both Flo and I compare notes on our first month of using both the Galaxy Fold and the Huawei Mate 10. And if you uh, use our offer codes and also sign up for memberships at relay.fm slash material, you might even get one where if you like, if we were to have like a lightsaber duel with like uh, like mop handles and we've got like a, a Huawei Mate X on the end of one and a Galaxy yeah. Fold on the other one, which one will break first? If you want to see it, uh, that would be a great like special episode for members only and we'd be able to afford it too. So just food for thought. Mm-hmm. We love you all. We're just saying that mm-hmm. things happen. When we get more money, the – more irrational we can get and irrationality, as YouTube has proven us uh, is, uh, is very profitable good audience for that it's a good market to go for this episode of material is brought to you by expressvpn we can probably all hold our hands up and admit cybercrime is something we think happens to other people because who would want your data right well the bad news is stealing data from people like you and me using public wi-fi is one of the simplest ways for hackers to make money If you leave your internet connection unencrypted, your passwords and credit card numbers are vulnerable. But there is something you can do to protect yourself from cybercriminals. Start using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN works by securing and anonymizing your internet browsing. It encrypts your data and hides your public IP address with easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your device. You can turn on ExpressVPN protection with just one click. Then you're free to safely surf on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having your personal data stolen. ExpressVPN was rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar. It even comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Okay, now you're listening to this podcast, and you're probably tuning out a little bit because this is clearly an ad read. But I got to do something kind of special here. This is uh, there's a section of the ad read that says personal experience, and uh, I don't take this sort of thing lightly. Where um, if some some rarely, but some ad reads, it's like, well, you use you use the service and put in a personal experience about it, and um. It puts me in a hard place because I do regard myself as a journalist and I don't, uh, I have to be really protective against, uh, reading what is clearly an ad, but then including something that might seem like I'm using my editorial voice instead of I'm just reading something that I don't disagree with. It's fine. Uh, so, um, so let me give you some background here. Uh, I decided that for, uh, for this ad, this is the first time I'm reading an ExpressVPN ad. What I have to do if I'm going to read the ad is I have to try out the service. And I don't know if ExpressVPN was offering free accounts to uh, people uh, to for the purposes of being able to speak uh, with experience from it. Um, I'm I didn't ask for one. I'm not using one. Uh, I'm not even using a discount uh discount code i'm paying the full amount the, the largest amount you can possibly pay uh for express vpn service by paying month to month so i'm not taking uh discounts for uh, prepaying 6 months or, or or a year uh so that i could spend some time using it i also kind of researched this as though i were almost as if I were uh, writing and reviewing reviewing this. So I want to be really, really clear that what I'm about to say about personal experience isn't a review, but it's something that I did take quite seriously and I did look into and uh although of course this is a paid ad, I am a full paying user of uh, of uh, express v p n and I'm going to continue paying twelve or thirteen bucks a month for this every single month so long as they're an advertiser or even longer if I like the service and I will say that I have been liking the service so let me tell me where, tell you about my uh relationship with vpn i have uh, I buy yearly access to VPNs, and I've had vpns for at least the last ten years or so, uh, there are times when, however, I'm at home all the time. I'm not really traveling, or I'm not using a lot. Of, I'm not using any public Wi-Fi, so it 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 will expire. the The, the provider that I had wouldn't auto renew. Uh, so it would expire. I'd be told I'd get a little indication saying, oh, by the way, your, uh, your, year long subscription has expired, re- click this link to renew it. And then at some point I'd be someplace where I'd be getting ready for a trip. So, oh, geez, I'm going to need my VPN. I really should be, I really should be having it every single month, but eh, like for, there could be a month, a month or two at a time where I don't have it and I'm still being vulnerable <laughs> and being, uh, having to be really, really careful about how I use internet outside of my, uh, outside of my home office. Uh, so as it happens, I was in the market for uh, for VPN. So I decided to just, let's check out ExpressVPN. I've been using that, my previous provider, for about 10 years. They're a little bit old school, and I didn't really understand or appreciate how old school they were until I started trying ExpressVPN VPN. Because the tools that ExpressVPN gives me uh, are a lot easier to use; they're a lot less fiddly. I won't say which uh, service I was using before, because again, this is not a review. This is just, and this is personal experience. Ad read, and I'm trying to be as. Uh, journalistic about and uh, about a personal experience in an ad read as I can possibly be, but uh, it worked. Uh, my old service worked great. Uh, it's su- it supported the protocols that I needed. It had enough uh, local access points that wherever I was in the country and usually wherever I was in the world, I can connect to a local uh, a local VPN server. Uh, but uh, the software that I, that I've been installing on pretty much everything my bro- inside my browsers on Mac OS on uh, on my Android devices on my iOS devices really really easy to use so uh, kind of suspiciously easy to use where I figure that okay so now I'm looking at this new screen and what do I need to t- oh no I don't actually need to type in anything at all I don't need to <laughs> I just tap this button now and I'm connected via VPN. Uh, it has all the features that uh, that I I want to see, a lot of things that are even nice bonuses. There, there are a lot of little details that if you're going to use a VPN, they're super important. And they're not always convenience related. Uh, there are convenience related features that I'm glad to now have that I didn't have with my previous provider, like the ability to uh, do split tunneling. So f- for instance, if I'm... Uh, Going to have to record a, a live podcast, and I'm on the road, and the, my be- the best Wi-Fi I could find was uh, was a Google Starbucks connection. Uh, I can still i can i can tell uh, i can tell ExpressVPN to don't encrypt my Skype connection because I need as much speed as possible. But yes, still uh, till, still encrypt my 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 mail clients, still encrypt my web browsers, all that sort of stuff. That's super super important. But we're talking about stuff that is that's under the under the hood and we're talking about things like uh if uh, uh, one problem that i had with the older one is what if for whatever reason you lose your connection to the vpn server do are you going to uh, are you going to tell me about it uh, what are you going to do to to warn me that i'm now using an unencrypted connection this old service I could be looking at something on my tablet for like a couple of couple of hours before I realize that oh I've been doing everything in clear text for the past two hours. Isn't that nasty? Uh, with ExpressVPN, you can click a button. Actually, it's on by default. That if you've turned on VPN and for some reason it can't connect to the VPN server, it will cut your entire connection to the internet rather than deceive you into thinking you've got a safe uh, you've got a safe connection. Uh, it uses. Uh, it's, it uses the, the other things that, uh, uh this is going on way too long, but I want to make sure that y- you appreciate that. I have uh, really been looking into this in addition to all kinds of other good things that I want to see under the hood. The other things that you are really, really important are, uh, is this VPN saving any data about you? And this is why you want to spend money on a VPN uh, you don't want to, the, the idea that oh look how affordable this VPN is oh my god this is a free VPN that's not a good thing that means that they're they're making their money somewhere and not only does it mean that they probably don't have enough money to do a really really good set of apps and plugins like uh, ExpressVPN has it also means that maybe they're collecting data and selling it or maybe they their hearts are in the right place but they don't have enough resources to protect your data the way they should and one of the best pieces of advertising that expressvpn ever got was in 2017 uh, when uh, the russian ambassador to turkey andre karlov got was assassinated and so the government thought that the assassin had used, or excuse me, somebody related to the crime had used uh, an ExpressVPN account to log on to Facebook and delete uh, online evidence. And so the government went to ExpressVPN and say, "Well, we'd like to see, uh, like, all your records about this particular. Here's here's a, here's the IP addresses we want. To know all everything you know, everything you've got about who who used this IP address." and Express VPN says we don't know anything and we can't have we have no data to hand over and then the Turkish government said okay so instead of you handing over the data we're going to seize your servers and we're going to <laughs> and we're going to take them all apart and they were unable to find anything on their own servers that <laughs> about any of the users so that that's that's pretty good stuff uh the only uh, there's really only one i don't know mild negative again for if, if i'm evaluating something as a consumer about whether i want to use a certain vpn server service or not it's a long list and by the time you get to the bottom of this list you're talking about things that are not terribly important they're just nice to have the only thing that express vpn uh gets uh, dinged for or a negative for in any roundup, is that it's considered that uh, it's really, really good to have everybody who owns a part of the company be listed publicly, so you know who has a financial interest in this thing, or who you know conceivably might have the ability to manipulate the data, assuming a, substanti- a substantially evil company. And there, and uh, ExpressVPN has answered these questions. Uh, when they're whenever they're asked, whenever there's a review, like the Wirecutter uh, had a review, a roundup, uh, and said and said, well, we don't think that here's here's why we don't think that's an issue, and here's how, why we think a certain amount of privacy is okay in this in this stage. So we're talking about kind of uh, uh, we're talking about a really super fine point that I don't think is important for any end user. So I'm saying that so when it comes to okay, here's the point in the ad read where it says personal experience. I can say that uh, signing up was super easy. Getting everything installed was also trivially easy. I was very, very happy that it's uh, all of my devices are being supported by ExpressVPN. I don't have to do something weird to get my phone on or to get my tablet on. Uh, it really does work very, very well. There are tools, there, there's even a browser plugin so you can uh, turn on, turn off, and manipulate your connection directly through the browser if you want. Uh, so that means that pretty much any device that has a browser, excuse me, that, that is running Firefox or Safari or, or, or Chrome or some such will be able to get the benefit of ExpressVPN. Uh, the little things that I like to fine tune for my for my own purposes, they're all there too. So and uh, and I haven't note. I've been using it for uh, I'm using it on I'm using it on this machine right now that's in front of me. I'm doing the ad read from and I haven't nothing has happened. Since I uh, since I installed it, that's made me aware that it even exists, except for a little icon in my menu bar reminding me that okay, your 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 connection is connected. So I'm I'm happy with it so far. And so and like I said, I want to make sure uh, make something really really clear. I'm not getting free VPN service from Ex- ExpressVPN. I'm not even getting the discounted VPN service that everyone all of you can get by using our offer code. I am paying month by month basis the most expensive version of this service i can possibly i can possibly get uh and i will keep using this service at least uh while uh, express vpn is uh is an advertiser on the show uh but i will say that i'm happy enough with it and once again it's not that i think that vpn is an option it's just that sometimes i forget it, it i forget uh, and if, uh, when, I'm, when I'm being billed by once a year and it's not being automatically renewed, I forget to renew it, and it takes about a month or a month and a half for me to f- remember and then sign up again. Uh, I'm not tempted at all to switch back to my old provider. They gave me ten years of wonderful service, but they're they're a little bit old hat, and I really like the new features uh, that uh, that I'm getting through ExpressVPN. So. Uh, definitely ma- maintaining my status as a paid subscriber uh, while, uh, while they're advertising. But I suspect that I'm going to continue to pay, be a paid customer uh, into the indefinite future. So that's, uh, the, that's that line in this ad read that says personal experience required. I know this went on for a long way, but um, it is something that concerns me. I want to make sure that when you... Uh, Hear something that is clearly a personal story about how I use something, you know, what I did to generate that story, you need to know if I'm being if uh, that story is being influenced by anything. Um, uh, after I did last, I, I was certainly aware of express VPN. I've, I, I knew of it as a very, very highly regarded VPN service. After, while I was doing my research, I was perfectly prepared to say, not only am I not going to do this ad read, but I don't think that, uh, we should accept them as an advertiser, but no, the, the high marks everywhere, both by personal experience and by looking at what other people who've been investigating all kinds of VPNs, including Express VPNs for years, think about it. Uh, definitely check out the Wirecutter review. I think that you'll be pleased uh, by what you see in there. Uh, so we're going to go back to now the ad read again. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for listening this far. Uh, so ahem. You can get ExpressVPN for less than $7 a month. Again, you, I'm spending at least $5 a month more than you to make sure you know that whatever I've said that's positive about ExpressVPN is sincerely earned. Uh, so you can get ExpressVPN for less than $7 a month. If you ever use public Wi-Fi and want to keep the bad guys away from your data, you need ExpressVPN. So go to expressvpn.com material to learn more. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash material. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash material for three months free with a one-year package. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of material and all of FM.
0: Okay, so we are continuing our MWC conversation. This time we are going on to the phones that you should not bend. And if they are bending, (laughs) it's probably because of a manufacturing defect. I'm just saying. Um, Before we get into this, uh, this section, we actually got a shout out from Eric Johnson on Twitter who called our attention to something very awesome from Samsung while using it as an instance of also a useless Samsung innovation, and that is socks with a pocket now, some of you out there might think, why in God's name would you need socks with a pocket on them? But I say to you, dear listener, have you ever worked from home for days at a time? Because let me tell you, when you're going up and downstairs to move things, having more than a couple of pockets really helps. I mean, imagine the things that I could put in there, USB drives, SIM keys, uh, a pen, uh hair ties you know it, all sorts of little things i'm actually a little jealous that eric johnson was able to get these socks and i was not uh yeah they're he, also he, holographic which he is he cool.
1: posted a picture of them with the caption samsung the kings of needless innovation uh, and again, thank you for it because we wouldn't have known about this, but we're talking about what looks like an, a, a decent pair of like white socks, uh, calf length. I'm which guessing, which will
0: turn dirty like the first time you wear them because white well, socks never well, stay white.
1: Socks this nice, you're definitely going to be wearing an undersock to protect them, right? See, because these are too nice to the it's and so there's like sort of one of those, like I don't know how you'd call it, but you no, know, it's this that sort of uh, uh, that 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 sort of uh, Polaroid type material, where as it flexes, it turns like rainbow colors depending on where the light is hitting the it. Millennial and it's holograph. Plastic. Right, sure. exactly. And it's got the Samsung logo at the bottom of this square, and the square is actually at the top of a pocket that looks like it's about big enough for like a metro card, like if you're on the New York City subway. Which is the sort of stuff that I was thinking about because there are times where, like, I I try not to inflict. Uh, the appearance of me in cargo shorts on the public and so but I'm I'm thinking that if you had better legs and were in better shape than I were and there'd be a great place to put like a card that you keep needing to access Um, and of course the next thing I I went to is uh, like in in Boston we have the Charlie card which is uh, like an NFC card and so you could even just sort of like swing your leg up Like as you're trying to get through that sort of turnstile, and so if you you could swing your leg up and get the side of your calf like down on that contact thing, you wouldn't even have to take it out of that pocket. So I'm saying that if I saw that on if i if I were at Mobile World Congress and I saw somebody with these, I would say, "Where did you get those?" And then I would go to that booth, and then I wouldn't debase myself. But I'm saying that. I would sit through I would definitely sit through a 30 minute slide deck that I had no intention of sitting through if I knew that they'd be <laughs> or I, actually more more accurately this is this is more accurate cuz I I I have to admit that I have done this once or twice for like a really awesome hat or a really cool pen not 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 expensive enough to like compromise me ethically but like a real wow that's I really like the heft of this wow, really nice and I like the button on it and so I will like go to my email and find the person at like Samsung or whatever and say you know what it turns out I do have a little extra time for a briefing this afternoon if you've got a slot available because I know that, that, that they're giving people these cool Samsung socks. <laughs> that, that's the worst. Now, the, again, I've listened to the Cohen testimony, so I need to be honest about my credibility here. I, I acknowledge that this dings my credibility, that I cannot be bought with a free $2,000 phone, but I can be influenced to go through a slide deck for a really cool pair of socks. I urge you to check out the picture in the show notes. Would you do any differently is all I ask before you judge me.
0: Yes, we'll put them in the show notes and you you can have your own conclusions about that sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> now, here's another conclusion to have <laughs> to think about. Uh, how would you feel about an 18,000 milliamp battery? Because the Energizer PowerMax P18K Pop, which just flows off the tongue, this is a extremely thick bone with Android 9 And it has a battery that will last about a week, which is incredible. I mean, there are batteries now that can last a week, but that's on absolute standby. If you
1: you just use it sort of as a conversation piece, as a static item, the battery will last almost a month.
0: I mean, I've, I've reviewed a lot of phones that I've just left on standby, like in the corner, just leaving them to see like how long the battery could last. And yeah, when they're on standby, they'll last for a long dang time. But when you're using that thing and the screen is on and you've got an OLED screen and it's high resolution, I mean, you are killing a lot of energy. And so the Energizer Power Max, the idea of this one, the P18K is really how you'd say it. Uh, 18K being the 18K milliamp battery. The
1: Just this, to be specific, the 18K pop i you know i don't know if they just i don't know if they actually wrote that out or if it's because now this is not a lie uh and the energizer company they they the intellectual property for that name for hardware was bought by a french company so they might have done that sort of thing where like you know get the snooty french waiter who sees people like like table for three they sort of pop there on anyway (laughs)
0: So, I'm sorry. I know
1: it's an ugly cultural stereotype, but I'm American. I get away with <laughs> some of that.
0: uh So this battery will have roughly is six times the capacity of a typical phone, phone battery, which is about on par because the typical phone battery right now is is maxes out at about four thousand. Yeah, um,
1: most of like twenty seven hundred, three thousand. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm thinking of the Samsung phones because those are the yeah, milliamp. Well, <laughs> Numbers on my mind right now. Two full days of video playback on this thing, which I guess if you're going camping and you wanna binge watch
1: and you don't 30 and, rock out in the woods. And you and you're on crystal meth and you don't want to like turn it off for 48 hours.
0: It's it's
1: uh I was expecting this to be as of as an observer of Mobile World Congress for many years. Mobile World Congress has a small intersection. Between its content and Consumer Electronics Show, where you'll see, and now Samsung or unveiling the new folding phone, which might be a product category that's going to be influential for design and for mobility. For And then you'll say, okay, uh, our name is uh, Daystar Multiflex Mobile Solutions, and we have a USB storage device that has a motor in it, so it looks like your dog is humping your computer. And it's <laughs> like, is... yes, thank you. I'm glad I went to this big keynote to see your humping dog USB yes. key device. Oh wow! You say that has over eight gigabytes of storage too. There you go. You haven't wasted wow. your life. Uh, eight but, whole gigs. So, so when I first heard about this thing, hey, there's a phone with an eighteen thousand milliwatt hour. I was kind of expecting one of those things where someone who has a lot of contacts in like Asian manufacturing. We're just saying <laughs> uh, they they came back from whatever three day sleepless drug fueled thing, and they were looking at like the ideas in their sketch pads, and well, actually that that is a stupid idea, but I that, I wonder how much it would cost to manufacture one of these a, a, a phone with a huge battery, and they found oh well we've got these cheap horrible. Uh, LCD panels and these really underpowered CPUs that we wish we'd sold out like four years ago. And we could just slap that on our standard battery and give it to you for like $18 a unit if you buy 5000 That's what I was expecting. But uh, you look at the specs of this phone. Now, so long as you're not looking at it from the side, let's just say if you're looking at it from the top – you would say, wow, that's, that phone has almost no bezel. That's really, really uh-huh. slick. Uh-huh. And what are, the, what are the specs? Really, it has a, six gigs of application memory. That's generous. And 128 gigs of storage. That's about the minimum. That's I, I love to have it. Well, but that's not even including the micro SD slot. And say, so, but I bet it's under, wow, OctaCore process. It has all of these features that you were like, and then, of course, you turn it on its side and it is literally just a hair under three quarters of an inch thick.
0: And still no headphone jack. No. What the hell? What You have all that room. Where? Could, why is there no headphone jack? You
1: could put an XLR microphone jack in that yes. probably.
0: Yes. <laughs> like why? You could
1: put a VGA connector in that. <laughs>
0: Uh, this thing, by the way, also works as a USB power bank, which would make sense considering course, yes. it's so thick. And <laughs> I better be using it as a USB power bank. Uh, it's just, oh, uh, Andy made a note here in our podcast notes that nobody has said how much it weighs. <laughs> yes. So I'm wondering how dense this thing is.
1: Yeah, I'm. I mean, I, I'm guessing that as uh, they, it seems. I again, without without even being sarcastic, it seems as though as a phone itself the the specs are up there it's a very very nice phone uh, uh but that's even that said i'm i've I'm not sure that they reinvented battery technology and so that my two, twenty thousand milliamp hour anchor battery is portable, but I would not want to even carry it in a pants pocket for all day long, let alone like hold it up to my face but this is this is oh and by and you probably also want to know that. <laughs> then it recharges in only two days no no it uh if you got an 18 watt fast charger it'll charge in just two two hours um i will say though that if there was ever a device that uh really needed the samsung galaxy s10's ability to have like a built-in uh charger for other devices like the ability if you got an eight a phone with an 18000 uh 18, 000, uh milliamp hour battery and the ability to really recharge your iPhone or people's phones like three or four times—you'd want it here. Uh, so that's yeah. that's pretty good. But uh,
0: I... not on the back of a four thousand milliamp Galaxy S10 because yeah. as cool as it is that it wirelessly charges, it's uh...
1: you don't want to. This you're you're definitely talking about the scene at the end of Titanic where Jack gives his life so that there
0: was room for Jack <laughs> on that door.
1: There, there, indeed. There, there was. was
0: plenty of room. I, maybe,
1: maybe Jack realized that you know she, she's. I haven't. I, I enjoyed our three days together, but I could tell that she's kind of a pill, and I don't. <laughs> but I don't want her to, like to tell everybody that you know I dumped her just as she was the, the Titanic. It's just more. I bet I can swim, but then he can't. Uh, but it's a, anyway. It's it's an interesting thing. The price I think is somewhere around six hundred bucks, like under seven hundred, and it's going to ship sometime this summer. And uh, I certainly don't want to own one, but the the great thing about Android is that it's a big enough market that someone can come up up with a stupid idea for a phone that maybe 1% of the market is, oh my God, I've been praying for a phone that uh i i i spend i'm i'm a park ranger or my i'm a wilderness like uh wilderness guide i give hiking tours and if i could find a phone that would last 3 or 4 mm-hmm. days between charges cuz that's yeah. how much time i spend between being near an ac outlet so i'm i'm just happy that again they didn't take a 2007 quality phone and just slap a big charger on it uh i'm looking <laughs> but again let's see how <laughs> Let's let's see how long you could hold this up to your face and have a phone conversation with. I'm I'm guessing that you also don't want to like put it on one of those like bicep straps while you're running because one you, arm will definitely wind extra, up more well, muscular than the other. You could use it for
0: working out, right? All yeah, that true. extra weight. Um, one other trend that is actually not a new trend. I mean, this has been kind of rolling around MWC for the last couple of years, but it's 5G and 5G right now is a thing. It's, it's more of a thing overseas than it is in America. Um, the infrastructure in America is not fully built out yet, but overseas things are moving a lot faster. So it would make sense that in mobile world Congress, there is so much talk about it. So, yeah, there are a ton of news and announcements about 5G, but it's just a lot of promises of 5G handsets and just plans about how it'll be deployed and supported. A lot of um a lot of ideological talk and I and I think it actually kind of just from my opinion it does a bit of a disservice to the technology because it could be very useful in a lot of industrial situations. It will be very useful for the future of tech because we're going to need really high bandwidth possibilities to power things like self-driving cars that are connected to the cloud or you know, just our phones are constantly connected. And so to have that data just properly synced up wherever you are, I mean, you have to build an infrastructure for that. I just... I just feel like if you are a consumer, though, that's just kind of catch just kind of staying up with the news to know what's going on, that five g is not something you need to be just rapturously reading about right now. like you can you can kind of tune in and out and then we will we'll let you know when it's when it's really <laughs> something to to go out and and care about those with money to burn. Which I just want to make a side note. If you have a ton of money to burn, I would maybe look at doing other things with it besides buying yourself toys. Like putting it um, in a box
1: and sending it to either or both of us.
0: Uh, yeah. Or, you know, um, helping people out who need True. it. Uh, it's, you know, uh, not to be preachy or anything, but, you know. Uh, yeah. But there are five G phones out there for people who do want to venture. I think the five G phone is gonna be most important for developers and folks who are working in industries and they they have the money for this to buy it as a testing bed. And I think that's where it's really gonna matter. But as a consumer, it does not matter. It's it's not a thing right now. Yeah.
1: It's uh, like when you think about five G, I think most people immediately think about, oh, so I'll I'll have a five G phone and it'll be I guess because 5 is a larger faster number than, than four. 4, it'll yeah. be faster. When you look at the 5G spec and the stuff that really gets me excited is things like, well, now you can have like a like a Nest Cam. And instead of having to connect it to a Wi-Fi network, because of the low power and because of the speed and because of the ability to not need to have a huge antenna, you can actually have it connect directly to the Internet um, and have uh, the and the the ability to have uh one of the things is that you can have for each access point for each like little like uh tower, although well, are named towers, but for, for use nomenclature that we 're familiar with, you can have a million devices connected at once and they 're not talking about a million phones they 're talking about cars they 're they 're talking about sensors they 're talking about uh, devices every single and every single thing about the spec is really is about stuff like that where wow it's, it's kind of like what we're t- I was talking about earlier about folding phones where there are engineers who are like wow you know we're spending all this money working on self-driving cars if only like 4g was so fast that there's and there's so such little latency and you could switch from cell to cell so quickly that you wouldn't even have to have a self-driving car. You could just, like, hire Lyft and Uber drivers who just go to, like, an office at an, off, uh, at an office park. And whenever one of our cars says, okay, I'm about to go off of the highway and I need local navigation, could just now steer the car live. And then we'd give jobs wherever they went. And uh, wait a minute, 5G, that's exactly what we're getting, aren't we? That's right, because a whole bunch of people were arguing with each other incessantly in multiple languages to decide what this feature size should be. So, yeah, no one, no one should worry. You're right. No one should worry about 5G for at least another year or two as a consumer sort of thing.
0: So I was watching Romanian TV the other night with my husband, which is like I like to watch it before I go to bed because that's when it's morning time in Romania. So I'm getting <laughs> all the like, morning news, which is awful, by the way, because – because anyway, this is the world we live in. Um, you got me
1: imagining the Romanian version of the Today Show. <laughs> I think I think I would probably be able to enjoy it if I couldn't understand the language.
0: <laughs> it's it's you, it's always a beautiful like a beautiful woman next to just like a portly looking man. It's just <laughs> like I that is I don't.
1: So, so they're okay, just more—they're ex- <laughs> more explicit about the sexism than we are here. We're, oh, we're at least willing oh, to pretend. We're at least willing, Oh no! Look, no look. See, we we've got we've got handsome people, handsome men here too. Like, yeah, but Matt Lauer was allowed to not only go, yeah. go bald but also harass criminally all of his staff for so years, and that was
0: a there's a show I like to watch called People Talking, which is Vorbešte Luma in Romanian. Um, it, it, it's like a morning show, and the guy, it's a guy and a girl, and the guy is always giving the girl, like, gifts and things, but, like, <laughs> teasing her. And it's just awful. But anyway, it whatever. I watch it anyway. Um, I watch the one station that's not connected, that's not paid for by oligarchs. <laughs> it's like the one station that is not compromised, uh, which is ProTV. Unless somebody needs to tell me something out there. If I'm wrong about this, let me know. Uh, But anyway, so they had a tech report for MWC and I was teaching, I was teaching my husband all of the, I'm just telling you the story to tell you all that. I was teaching my husband, all of the Romanian words for new technologies. Um, 5G is cinch which is just the word for five and G. Just in case anybody was curious, you see, okay. even the, even the name <laughs> isn't
1: compatible across all networks yet. Exactly, that's how early we are.
0: <laughs> uh, but just so everybody knows, the same 5G phenomenon it is global wide. Like yeah. you go overseas and you will see ads for this thing. So it's just it's coming. You don't need it yet. Sit tight. Mm. Uh, you
1: could, I'm just I'm just realizing that you could have like a, a love boat or fantasy island themed. Like our hour long Saturday night weekly network TV drama slash comedy baseline. Because, you know, because like Mudboat is, oh, well, here is this everybody's on this cruise ship where there can be like lo- romance and intrigue. And so, like 5G, it, it'd be like a, 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 a 22 series, 22 episode commitment where it's like, oh, and who's that? Oh, those are the representatives from. The Chinese Huawei Telecom company—they're trying very suspiciously hard to make sure that all international co- telecoms buy five G hardware from them. But we're kind of they—they're we're kind of worried that their behavior might be a little bit shifty.
0: By the way, Huawei has a massive office in Romania, and <laughs> as a result, they had a Huawei correspondent for Romania on the news program the other day talking about the foldable phone. Anyway, wow. so everybody knows what <laughs> Romanian TV is like. Uh so let's that that's kind of MWC that's been it in a nutshell, honestly, foldable phones, 5G and some other wacky things. I think we will be hearing a little more towards the end of the week because now people have time outside of press events to go actually go on the show floor and find interesting things. So Stay tuned to your favorite blogs. I'm sure there will be some interesting things to read about this weekend uh, and some interesting things coming to the Android world. And And don't worry, because remember, Google knows what's going on. I mean, Hiroshi Lockheimer is there. He's been tweeting about it. <laughs> so did, we're, did,
1: did, we're fine. Did he, did he get a pair of those socks?
0: I don't know. I haven't that, asked him. That, but that, I... that has
1: to—that has to be a gauge of how powerful, influential, or like thumb on the pulse you are. If you know of, of these socks and you have the pull to get them,
0: I mean, I would—I would hope that he would get a pair. He—I'm pretty sure he's put his hands on the actual foldable Samsung phone because <laughs> he was teasing uh, the Twitter public about it. Uh, well MWC was starting. so <laughs> it's it's a fun time of year for for mobile folks and for smartphone fans and it's going to I think inform a lot of what we're gonna see come out of Google. So yeah. everyone stay tuned. Uh, let's shift gears away from this show kind of we want to leave you off at the end of the material podcast this week with something not so MWC inclined. So I actually wasn't aware of this. But I am intrigued. So <laughs> Apple music came briefly to the Google Home. Now Google claimed it was a bug. And I think because I don't I have again no Apple ecosystem besides my my husband's programming computers, which because the MacBook has become the de facto programming computer of Silicon Valley. And it is <laughs> it is a testament. This is not an Apple podcast, but it is a testament to just how great the Macs are in that in in that vein. Um, But I I have, again, I don't have Apple Music. So Apple Music is available on Android as an app. So it isn't too far off to think this would happen, but it is super weird. So an option for Apple Music appeared in the home app for many people, but users couldn't actually link their account and use it. So again, because Apple Music is available as an Android app, that kind of availability, I'm sure you would see it if you had Apple Music on your Android device and go, oh, this is like exciting, but... I guess it didn't work.
1: But it was yeah again it's not like Chromecast or something it was like like just like you can link your Spotify account and you right. can link your Google Music account suddenly Apple Music appeared as one of the options and of course and there was some sort of interface that popped up when you tried to link it but everyone who saw this while it was briefly available didn't it just didn't do, didn't do anything uh and that but that's <laughs> that that's weird because it's it's weird that when bloomberg asked google about it they did say it was a software bug saying yeah you know that that happened to me too i was uh, doing an iphone app in in swift and I was trying to uh, generate a share sheet to get a, a picture and send it to Instagram. And instead, it actually connected to – gave me support for uh, WordPress documents in Google Docs. Like, no, this wasn't a bug. That was clearly something that you're intending to deploy and probably very soon that got out of like, the Google campus for some reason. But, of course, what can they say? They can say, they the quote, we have nothing to announce regarding updates to Google Home. Uh, a spokesperson said Bloomberg, uh, but I'm glad to hear. <laughs> uh, so I guess we can see, we can assume that Apple Music is coming soon. Apple's having a big streaming event in March, in which they're expected to talk about their uh, like streaming content for video, whether it's their big like Netflix type channel or just hey, look at all the stars that we've got making movies for, uh, for uh, that are going to be Apple exclusive. Um And also probably their subscription news service, so maybe at the end of March as part of that event, we'll find out that they're expanding Apple music to other devices uh, I think which I think would be awesome the The things that frustrate me the most about Apple is when they don't wanna they they really want to play in their private little Walden playground and they don't want to say we're going to it's it's not easy. To make Apple Music work on a device that we haven't built on an operating system that isn't ours, <laughs> we have very little control over that. To have the to have the role of an app developer, maybe a, a very very highly favored app developer, but still an app developer, uh, I, it's it's it bums me out that you might have a household that is using Apple Music. They got they got a family plan, and mm-hmm. m- uh, mom and dad, or mom and mom, and or and dad and dad. Uh, can use it like in their uh, their Apple speakers in the bedroom. The kids can use it elsewhere, but the kids might have an Android – the kids have like an Android uh, app, uh, but they can't use it with Apple TV and they can't use it to stream to any of the speakers. It's great when – it bec- if, if Apple really is interested in becoming a services-based company or at least making it a huge part of their business, which is exactly what they've said – they can't just get away with saying, "Hey, look at our wonderful streaming video package, which is incompatible with any hardware we don't build." That that's not getting serious about streaming. Not in twenty nineteen.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so, it's so a... I hope this
1: happens. I'm glad to see it. What what a, what, a, what an awful what a, what a what a weird bug.
0: What a tease. <sighs> and and well, how can you just a go and thing? say like
1: they they couldn't like Google has like something in there they they want people to buy more Google exactly. homes exactly how can you just pass can't... it
0: off as nothing come on like why was that there to begin with like it ugh, anyway that's weird listen yeah. if <laughs> if you want to make it in the world in twenty twenty you need to sync up with Google that's all I got to say about that <laughs> well yeah I well I'm saying that because this is the material podcast okay, and I'm trying that's to good. keep it very
1: exactly but. Yeah, I, I had a similar experience just last night, although uh, I don't know really what happened. All I know is that this is the first time in a long time that I dug deep into, like, the ambient settings for my Android TV. Mm-hmm. This is, hey, what happens when you go into screensaver mode? Do you want right. to see, like, Google's pics for photos? Do you want to see your own Google photos? And so I for the first time, I saw Flickr, my, which is My favorite photo sharing photo hosting app, like all my all my nice photos are on Flickr, both as backup and as uh, a way of sharing nice photos with people. And I know that's not going to get super, super compressed and ruined like they do on Twitter and Facebook. Um, And so, oh, wow. Absolutely. I'd love to connect to, to Flickr. And it gave me like two step sign in. Okay, what's your what's your email address that you have for Flickr? And then you would expe- okay type that and you expect then to get to what's your password, but it would never like get me to now give me your password. And it wasn't telling me that, oh, I'm sorry, we don't see an account listed with a uh, Flickr account listed with that. And so I don't know if this is a new thing, but that's not working yet. It is under experimental features.
0: No, Flickr. Flickr has been around for a while in okay. an ambient setting. Yeah, I've used I used I used this years ago, um, but I stopped using it because the photos were all from 10 years ago and I just didn't feel comfortable <laughs> having those photos appear on my TV yep. when people were over. So now I have a very curated collection of photos that are allowed to show in the living room. Uh for this yeah. reason, I just yeah, you don't I bet, so... need to see my phone photos from 2008. <laughs>
1: Did that's that's one of the reasons why I love Flickr because it has been – it was it predates Instagram. It, I think it even predates Facebook. And so I have I, – I can go so far back that I can see like these squirrely 320 by 240 like Palm Trio phone pics of people like staring at the phone curiously because they have never seen a phone with a camera on it. And I've just told them, well, I can actually publish this on the web just by tapping a few. But what the hell, you say? What kind of age of miracles is this? So it's what I,
0: I, kind it's, of age of miracles, indeed? Ah, uh, yes,
1: we can't we can't lose our sense of wonder, can we? So 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 in that case, I'm I'm guessing this because when Yahoo sold Flickr to Smug Mug, they didn't change what the sign in process was. I'm guessing. But uh, that's a bummer. Uh,
0: okay. So that about wraps up this week's episode of things. Uh, but before we go, you know, we want to acknowledge Andy and I would like to acknowledge um, that we didn't really give much time to the story of Google cracking down on YouTube videos that were promoting abusive children just to put it bluntly, Uh, but we are planning to lead with it next week. So just to kind of prepare you that we are working on the notes for that show and that we will be discussing it because while it was super exciting to see all this new stuff that's coming to the Android world this week from Mobile World Congress, there's a lot of stuff that's happening, you know, with Google proper elsewhere on the Internet that we need to – discuss and we just we didn't want to try and ham fist it into this episode with all like the fun stuff so thank you for having fun with us today and uh next week please come prepared with a notebook (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah it's well so we did it it would seem like why aren't they talking about this really important thing that no we we are we're thinking about it so yeah we just felt like uh mobile world congress stuff that's like leftover Mexican food, where you take home the burrito that tasted so good at the restaurant yesterday, but then you try to reheat it tomorrow and it's no good at all.
0: Uh, that's you're not eating California burritos, Andy, oh, because California burritos are just as good the second day. You got to do it on the pan on the stove. Sorry,
1: <laughs> preservatives too.
0: Keep going. Yes, they're, 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 they, don't, they don't
1: like they don't have the natural uh, hippie ingredients that we have here in New England. Uh, but yeah, but but anyway, so we, we felt as though like I we want to talk about this other story. In such a way where we lead with it, and then whatever room we have left over for other stories, fine. Or if we don't have room for other stories, that's fine too. And we just felt like it would be weird to talk about, hey, wow, you eighteen thousand. Look how you wow! This phone is so thick; you could even put an XLR jack in it. Why is it? Huh? And then talk about something as serious as the, as this other YouTube news. So we will talk about it next week. Uh, so thank you for being patient with us.
0: And in the meantime, be sure to visit us at RelayFM slash material so that you can support us with a membership because you love us oh very much. Uh, and the rest of our uh, friends here at the RelayFM network, thank you so much for everybody for listening this week. Andy, what have you got going on this week? Uh, anything?
1: Yep, I'm going to be uh, on public radio again in Boston on Friday, 12.30 p.m. Excuse me, yeah, 12.30 p.m. I am many decades old, but whenever I have to talk about a time of day that is 12 and something – it's like now—is that the morning or is that the afternoon? I'm very, very dumb that way. Uh, yes, uh, twelve thirty uh, at the Boston Public Library. So if you want to come in and watch me and the people live, that's fine. Uh, you also, you also—it's also a good day to come and see me because I'm going to see uh, like a stuffy, uh, like classical music performance at a recital concert, and so I will. You'll be seeing me like dressed for a wedding. Oh. <laughs> So, as opposed to the usual, you know, the the camera will only see, like, the left side of my face, so I don't have to shave at all, do I?
0: (laughs) Right. I understand that a lot. Uh, Well, as for me, I am just on the web. I'm actually taking this weekend off. I'm going to Palm Springs, so... You know where to find me on the internet. Uh, (laughs) I have some fun stuff I'm working on, and I'm just kind of teasing to tell people to stay tuned because I I am working a lot over here, um, both to pay the bills and on personal projects.
1: And to feed the soul.
0: And to feed the soul, exactly. I love those chicken soup books, by the way. I loved them <laughs> so much when I was a teenager. They were they were big in the 90s. Mm. Uh, until next week, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, if you want to reach out to Andy and I, again, visit us, relay.fm slash material for contact info or hit us up on Twitter. And uh, we'll be thinking about you. So until next week.